Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Be Bougie, Be Hippie. This is a space for healing, growing, venting, vibing, and discovering where real life meets the spiritual realm. I am so excited to help you dig deeper and tap into your intuition. Let's begin. Hey everyone, I'm so glad you are listening to this episode. This is a powerful episode. I interview amazing, an amazing woman, Jojo Michaelazik. She is powerful. So I suggest that with this episode, you grab yourself a pen and paper or just get really comfortable maybe in a space where you're uninterrupted because she has so much wisdom to share and so much life experience to share. She has her first book out. Um, It's called Ascension Diary, Love Letters to God and You. And I'm going to put the link in with this episode, but I strongly suggest you go out and you get it. For me, it flow the it was so easy to read. Um, it took me 48 hours and I was so into it. So go ahead and grab your copy. Like I said, I will put the link. I believe Jojo also talks about her website. Um, it she does in this episode, but I will say it here and I can put it in the show notes. It's ascensiontogether.org. You are going to want to bookmark that. She is taking new clients. Um, The work she does is amazing. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Be Bougie, Be Hippie. I am your host, Eileen DeSalle. Thank you for coming into this space with me. I am so excited. Today is Thursday, November 17th, 117. I love sevens. I love 11. I have an amazing guest here with me. Jojo is a licensed independent clinical social worker with decades of experiential healing work under her belt. But what she brings to the table is so special. She's 22 years sober from mind-altering substances, Jojo understands the trauma that leads to addiction and incarceration firsthand. A unique story of recovery coupled with a lifelong work of transformation and survivalship, Jojo presents a fresh and unique inspirational perspective. Jojo is the author of Ascension Diary and currently owns and operates Ascension Together. It's a private practice of high conscious healing classes and events. And without further ado, Jojo is here on the line. Good morning, Jojo. Good morning. Thank you. That was beautifully said, Eileen. Um, I could have teared up and and I'm tearing up right now. This is, you are a miracle. You are amazing. And I know anything Mm -hmm. we talk about, um, people listening today are going to get healing and just feel the love from you because you are, your transformation is amazing. Can you share a little bit about, I mean, right here, I could have cried when you said, uh, when I said incarceration firsthand. Yeah. Uh, Incarceration is a realm not many or most of the population will be um, 
actively participating in. We might know people who um, got arrested for this and that, um, but for the majority, it, it's a it's an underworld that many won't visit, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, right? And um, my incarceration came to be through several years of um, using substances abusively and alcohol and pretty much just on a crash course to destroy any potential or possibility of a healthy, happy life. And then through the transformation and survivalship, just as you're talking, being incarcerated, I feel like God does this thing where if he can't get our attention, he makes his way <laughs> and he kind of pulls us into this isolation. And in your book, Ascension Diary, which I gobbled up. It took me, you know, mom of three, running a business. It took me 48 hours. I could not wow. put your book down. I mean, Thank I you. soaked it up. The the healing that I felt, the, the amount of uh, transformation that happened within me just reading this and the inspiration that comes from this is, it was, it's life-changing and getting to kind of tap into such an intimate part of your life. It's beautiful. So thank you for sharing this and anybody out there, I will put the link um, so that you can get in touch with Jojo for her book and for everything else that we're going to talk about. But yeah, you talk in the book a little bit about God and Jesus and getting to know him in a new way or getting to tap into that divine love in a different way. Yes, and I'm very grateful that I was introduced to God initially not in a indoctrinated way. It was more of a an intimate, loving friendship uh, by my grandmother who helped raise me. And every night at bedtime, she would have us do that, our father. Mm. A big Cuban family, so it was not uncommon to be sharing beds with multiple relatives at a time. Um, and and I, I had the honor to share a bed with my grandmother till I was 12. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. And a uh, really beautiful part of my childhood and, and really like the only safe place in the home <sighs> was in her bed. Um, so Growing up, I never felt, even though uh, my mom was uh, very active into substances, the police would show up uh, random throughout the week in the middle of the night. I might wake up to violence, fighting downstairs. Um, we all were in a, a double-decker home. And um, I think I explained in the book the the first family where my mom lived was like symbolic of hell and upstairs where my grandparents were was heaven and it was really like this living in in the duality to the extreme right really being able to embrace the shadow and light depending on where little jojo wanted to go at that mm. moment mm. and uh you know and, and i had free access to either realm at any time and um 
so even um, amidst the chaos and feeling very different than the other kids at school, um, I couldn't bring kids home, obviously, because of the shape of the living situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I never felt abandoned by God. I never felt like uh, I was being consequenced or that he um, had turned his back on me. I never felt shame or guilt in that sense. Um, So I was able to keep a pretty thorough, intimate relationship with God. And I guess when I did get arrested, the the first thing, my knee-jerk reaction was to get on my knees and pray. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, um, that relationship only deepened throughout the years that I was incarcerated where I had, um, mystical experiences with Christ and other phenomenon, um, where he would show up in the physical either, um, to comfort me in my jail bunk or to reveal himself to me in the mirror and just always felt a very strong warm presence Uh, that's beautiful and as you're speaking I mean so much is going through my heart and my mind it's it is a beautiful thing I feel like you and I have that in um, common where God and the relationship I have with him or it, you know, is not connected to circumstances in, yeah. in life. In the book, to one of the quotes, um, or when you're talking and it, it hit me and it's so healing because it's a part of my personal journey too, but you talked about having the access to the duality, having the access to heaven and to hell. And now in the book, you're, I think you're 21, you're, you're out of you're out of jail here and I believe you're going to your brothers or your sisters for Thanksgiving and you say Thanksgiving rolled around and I finally had a cry over my mother's passing I was at my dad's home and it suddenly hit with a wall of grief it was not that I missed Anna Anna is your mom right yes I did not I was mourning the thought of the mother I never got in life I was grieving over the mother experience that I had never received and never would know now. I feel like so many people can relate to that because, right, we are humans. <laughs> we are souls having a human experience. And if one thing we can guarantee is that we are going to not do this right or not do right by other people in the way that they may personally need. And so to feel, I mean, I felt that when you said that there are so many people out there that are grieving the relationship that they never had, whether it's, you know, a parent or, or some part of us that almost assumes that it's supposed to be a certain way. Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we see it, like you said, in many different types of relationships where we're grieving a reality that never existed. It's an idealized desire for people to show up in a certain way. And that's just not the case here on earth because 
we're going to get what's required for us. We're going to get people to show up in a way that they accepted in our mutual soul contracts. Mm. I love that. And that goes so well with I mean, you write, this book is full of gems. And can you tell us a little bit about, because I didn't explain exactly how this book came to be and kind of what the lay, the format of it is. Yeah. So I resisted it for a long time, actually. I had been getting these thought bubbles, downloads, for months on end. And at first I was just jotting things down on my desk calendar, on sticky notes. Um, Then things would hit me as I'm driving or in the shower. So I started to use my notes app so I could talk to text while I'm driving. And probably for six, seven months, this was happening. And I was on a road trip to visit friends in North Carolina, and I just kept hearing um, Ascension Diary, love letters to God and you. Love letters to God and you. Like as I'm driving this 14-hour drive. Yeah. And it hit me, oh, no, it's a title. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that all of a sudden it's pressed on your heart and it, you know the right? reaction is not woohoo this is gonna be great it's like oh this is mine <laughs> right I, I own this now yeah. and I have to birth this somehow yeah. and what is this really right yeah oh that's so amazing. many questions so I actually I said no I said mm. no on the ride down I said no we're going to pack that away. I don't mind writing because it's just coming to me. I don't have to do any work. Uh, you want to download me with messages and, and love letters? Great. And <laughs> and it would just come like that. And I would write it down and be done with it. You know, I, I didn't sit there for hours writing these things. They would just come. And it was very easy for me. And um, I had a very relaxing, nourishing vacation in North Carolina. Uh, I did meditation. I did some kirtan on the beach, which I was practicing a lot at Mm. the time. And on the ride back, love letters to God and you started to appear again. And I said, fine. If you want me to write this, I trust that you will continue to give me the information, the content, the time, and the energy to piece this together. I had no idea how it would be organized or the template. Um, I didn't research book writing. I didn't know the first thing about editing or publishing. I just literally took it one day at a time. And when the time came to sit down and write the meat of my story, the energy showed up, the time showed up, and it also was pretty effortless. This whole, the the sitting down and, and writing the book to the day it was finished was six months. That's 
um, <laughs> talk about jumping timelines and when we, this brings me to where you say a few things. You say, we recognize how truly innate the passion is, which leads us to the recognition that we were created with a specific purpose of service here to the collective. And this passion was not anything we had to work hard for. It always existed within us once you took that radical responsibility. Wow, did I write that? See, it's, yes. so, it's so interesting <laughs> to me when I when I hear the words back to me because they they really um it's so impressive to me because they they weren't just JoJo's words. Right. Sure I was the channel for them to be articulated through, but um I'm so impressed when I hear them back sometimes <laughs> as well. <laughs> it is. It's amazing when source when God writes through it, it is, it's that, it's that, it's, it's the most amazing thing when you turn around and you look at it and you go, oh my God, wait a second, did that come from me? It's like, no, right. it came through you. Yeah. Right. And you do right. You say radical responsibility translates to quantum timeline jumping. I mean, you know, this sounds like you see people out there and they're like, write your book in 48 hours, write your book in six months. But when it comes Oh my goodness, with just everything that you're talking about with that, the almost that soul mission, or it was just part of your purpose and it was coming to you. And I love that as humans, it naturally, you know, you rejected it at first. Yes. And it yeah. just softly came back after that time. Towards I think, us. I think the turning point for me to, to stop resisting and to surrender was um, the understanding that it wasn't for me, it was for the collective. And the, these love letters to God and you mm -hmm. is kind of redundant um, when we're looking at that title from a non-duality perspective is because we are one. It's pretty much saying the same thing, right? Um, creator and creation can't ever be separated it's we are within it and it is within us and that essence is intertwined eternally and once it was a call to action to share healing with the collective then i was more on board that i mean just even hearing you now like i knew this was going to to be healing for me and for other people but i mean you have this amazing now you say yes you have this amazing responsibility and yet again with the assumption that when we create something or birth something pain and agony and strife and like pushing has to come with it and this is just such a beautiful example of what you can do when you allow god to yeah. work through us. And again, yeah. I'm, I'm going to quote you again here. And this is in the love letter number nine, freedom and death. And God replied, yes, keep going. I have your back. The more you are you, the more I can do. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have chills right now. I, there were I mean, I had to put this book down and I had to write things or just sit and let it just marinate over my body. And I feel like that is such a, 
something people need to hear today that we are not here to just be the next, you know, Jane Doe. We are not here to work nine to five. We are not here to check boxes. We are not here to do it like she did or like he did. And I feel like the freedom, it's that beginning of the radical responsibility that you talk about. And if that just starts with, I am me. And yeah. this is what I've been through. And, and this is this is who I am. It just cracks us open a little bit. Well, because we all have our signature soul, soul signatures and um, individual fingerprints and, you know, the individual is here showing up in the, in the duality, we can surrender that comparison as the thief of joy. Mm. that we all have our own ways and flows and timelines accessible to us. We don't have to overthink it or force anything that if we really just surrender to what lights us up, what sings to our soul, what feels good, we will be full steam ahead to our North star. Mm we will be in our alignment on exactly where we're supposed to be in the divine design. And actually what's interesting is a lot of um, adult life, I was, you know, we're, we're programmed to don't give into your desires. Don't choose yourself first. Don't be selfish, you know, put others before you. Um, if something, if, if it's a neurodivergent or, out of this culture, then you don't want to do that because you could be shamed or judged or whatever. Right. When, when I actually surrendered to Jojo's desires and started to pour into my own cups and put myself first is when this channel of creativity and inspiration and flow started to Russian. It was like the dam had broke and I tapped to something that had been controlled or restricted. Um, in the book, I mentioned I was part of a church for 15 years up until two years ago. Wow. And a lot, a lot of that messaging came from the church. I wasn't allowed to develop any psychic gifts or use tools to help me develop anything um we were told like tarot or mediums or anything of um the magical was a portal to evil so my whole adult life i never developed any senses past our five senses right so when i had my kundalini awakening it was like everything came online at once everything was activated and I didn't need tools to help me develop anything I just had this knowing yeah I am sitting here nodding my head because that was I was raised by a born-again Christian and a dad who has a doctorate in theology And same thing, I was told that, I was flat out told that I was evil growing up. And that was the part and that breakthrough with the Kundalini energy and the Shakti rising for me. It's 
you say we are we are shamed if we vocalize the divine messages and synchron, uh, synchronicities. If we are fluent in divinity. Yeah. And then you say, don't be deterred. Don't, don't let don't be deterred. Don't let society. Don't let religion. Don't let anything but that knowing and that yeah. divine voice guide you. Mm. And, and the thing and is, I, we'll we'll never be allowed like our highest self our our god self will never allow us to settle for less because what will happen is it'll keep coming up in us as depression anxiety discomfort restlessness addiction neuroses cancer right our our soul needs to express itself in its fullest actualization here to be able to be as it was intended to just be and have peace and bliss. And the peace and bliss. And, you know, one of the simple ways, because I do want to ask you again, in some part of the book, you um, say it was almost like you had this, just this peace of the, you know, life is good. And I think you said something like, I felt, I was feeling very qualified to enjoy life. Yeah. And I feel like that's like, yeah, that's it. That's the beginning yeah. of all of this. And it really is. I mean, I, I, I do uh, in a very succinct, precise, intentional way. And that was the only word that I could think of to really describe how I felt was that, wow, it wasn't just capable, like I was qualified now, like I had the understanding that I deserved peace, that I was with my own special talents or gifts or um, desires to serve in a very specific way. It was an understanding that Jojo could be the closest to myself that I had ever been at that point. That was very early. I mean, that was my early 20s. I still had so much more to grasp and understand and grow to really what I feel like today is being in my closest to truest essence at all. Like my baseline now is authenticity and peace. And that I, has a lot to do with being present and being in the now only. I felt that when I first met Jojo, it was like we met first via Zoom and you popped on and it was like light. <laughs> there she is. And you were just so, it is so, it's such a beautiful Thing to experience somebody who is so comfortable in their own skin and so settled in their own soul. It gives me, and I know from other people, it gives them the permission to, to be themselves as well. Mm -hmm. so even just you doing all this work, if for nothing else, if somebody meets you, you're giving them the permission to just be okay being them in that moment because it's what, what you give off and it's beautiful. Yeah, totally. And, and isn't that the best relationships when you can just be cozy and comfy in your fullest expression? Oh, so much. It just, it immediately sparks joy. Yes. Yeah. 
So for somebody listening right now, who's like, this is great. This is amazing for you guys. Congratulations. You have God, you've, you know, done this and, and you feel this. What would you say, or where would you tell somebody, what advice would you give somebody who maybe, you know, they haven't had the gift of incarceration or they haven't had these, you know, addiction or something, but they're feeling like they want more, where would you tell them to start? Well, the the quickest and most convenient place that um, I wanted to give people just for reference points was in the, the last section of the book, The Ascension Practices. Mm-hmm. So these, these practices are just a multitude, a variety of different exercises, activities, practices that I had incorporated over my adult life that made a measurable shift for me in growth and transformation, right? So at some points, it was movement. It was just getting active. At other points, it's prayer. At at some point, it could be um, education that spoke to Jojo specifically. We're drawn to different things, right? Um, uh, allowing ourselves to be inspired and to have muses and not feel awkward about it, right? Um, and muses, you know, you can keep to yourself. I'm pretty, I'm pretty transparent. Um, my partner Steve knows that I use his teachings and and his kindness and love a lot of the time to source uh, that creativity and and to draw from it. It's funny, I actually remember asking him maybe like five months into his teachings, do you feel like I'm taking energy from you because I'm very um, mindful of, of how much I'm accessing one person, right, to, to consume information or or friendship, and and he never felt that um, anything was being taken away. If anything, it was added. So it was nice to know I was mutually giving something back, and it was a reciprocal flow of um, high frequency energetic exchange. So, so these practices, it's kind of like, okay, what do I know I love? Mm -hmm. What do, can I do for significant amounts of time where it feels like time doesn't even exist? Mm -hmm. Um, And, and allow yourself, give yourself permission to be drawn to the things that allow you to tap into bliss and peace and make lists, right? And know like, know what doesn't too, like non-negotiables, gossip, toxic Mm. relationships, maybe habits that you know you're growing out of, addictions. It's very one day at a time. And this, this is my whole adult life's experience so far. Yeah. Yeah. And, and therapy, right? Ascension through therapy and inner work and internal investigation and um, bringing the parts of us out of the shadows to be cared for and nurtured and loved so they're not demonized. Mm-hmm. They're 
they're seen, but they're also neutralized because if we ignore something, it manifests. But if we give it attention, it can we can make peace with those areas of our life. Mm. That's so you so from this book, what came? Did it come at the same time? Was it all in working because you own and operate Ascension together? Um, so what kind of came, did it come at the same time? Did what the came? chicken come before the yeah. egg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. 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 So, um, unless someone reads Ascension Diary, it, it's really, um, hard to believe, but my creation process was in a very succinct, short amount of time where, Steve introduced me to non-duality in A Course in Miracles in October of 2020. Amazing. And something shifted where there was a knowing that I could pursue things I wanted to. I didn't have to um, be controlled by the religious indoctrination or family's opinions or society or culture, something had just shifted and I wasn't in bondage to any of it anymore. It was an immense freedom. And every year I pick a word to meditate on and embody for the year. Some people do resolutions. Yeah. So going into 2021, I chose the word create because I never identified with being creative. I always saw, you know, the artists with the paintbrushes or the musicians or the bakers or the sewers, or, right? The, those are, right. Those yeah. are creative people. And in a meditation, calling in that word for the new year, all that started to come into my awareness was you create opportunities, you create connections, you create um, uh solutions you create connections and 101 percent you are a creator joe and you're going to embody the word create Mm. so going into 2021 i started to do the things that i encourage my clients to do now i started to follow the things that light me up that intrigue me that started with um Silva Ultramind training in January, RTT training in February, um, creating Ascension together as a private practice because it was just time and and the divine timing was pointing me in that direction. And, um, And that was launched in June of 2021. And then... I had been writing these downloads the entire time. And then in July, I started to put it down into a book format. And mm -hmm. and the whole time, of course, working closely with Steve as student and learning the ins and outs of non-duality, oneness, A Course in Miracles, that everything is a call to love or a call to healing. Mm-hmm. When you see anyone in that light, there is no personality. There's no judgment. There's no 
angst or ego involved. Now we're working with souls. So there's no gender. There's no name. Yeah. It, it's it's a soul on this journey having their own unique experience and every way they show up is either a call to love or a call for healing. Powerful. Yeah. Gosh, that's so powerful. You um you did mention so first I want to say as you're talking to and you mentioned Steve every time you mentioned Steve my heart chakra in my back like explodes <laughs> every time you say it it's like I feel this energy from you and I'm like oh my goodness okay it happened once and then, and then it happened again <laughs> he said his name so well his his our reuniting in the flesh hmm. was paramount to everything that is in my existence showing up in my reality today because the lenses are different now, right? We wear different lenses and prior to the clearing, they're made up of your programming and your old beliefs and everything that we're given or taught or trained to believe or act, even desire, right? And the materialism that a lot of us are prone to and jail definitely had a great uh, impact on removing that need for material stuff. Um, but the lenses became very different. So now the way I interact with people, the way I see the world, it's um, this underlying oneness mm. and everything is connected. Nothing is by coincidence, the synchronicities, the um, divine timing, divine design, the connecting of the dots. Those are my lenses now. So you can't unsee what you see, right? Yeah. right. Everything is connected. Right. I always say you can't know, you can't unknow what you know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I am so interested in, because you do, you say, you talk about, you know, various times of your life include, as you had said, traditional talk therapy, cognitive behavior therapy, mindfulness, um, hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, the 12 steps, image streaming, mind mapping, and life is a school and there are many classrooms throughout our journey. And that's so true. I feel like what I keep hearing too, just in your, what you're sharing is just the willingness. You're just leaning in and you're willing to open up. You're willing to learn. You're willing to take it in. And, and I know it's deeper than that, but for somebody listening, it's kind of that, that willingness to try something that they're not accustomed to. Yes. Would be. And, and, and it's really like, how vulnerable are you willing to be? Mm. How open can you allow your heart to get so that you know you are love? You're not just loving and lovable. You mm. are love. So nothing on the outside, no person, place, or thing can harm you or change you or affect you in a way that's going to change your essence because you are love and that gives us the ability to be as vulnerable as possible to 
encourage the ego to take a back seat as much as possible to express ourselves as authentically as possible. It just sounds like freedom. Freedom. That's, that's our birthright. <laughs> you very interested in too, because one of the ways that you talk about, you know, helping others and what you've done for yourself is rapid transformational therapy. Talk about timeline jumping. And I know today everyone's like, I want it now. <laughs> so I think even the name of it, this rapid transformational therapy, can you bring us just explain us to us what that is? Yes. I love rapid transformational therapy. It, it is of the times. It is a modality that was brought into the collective in divine timing by Marissa Peer. And Marissa Peer had been a therapist, hypno, um, hypnotherapist, studied under some greats over in the UK and noticed that she could take the greats from multiple modalities she could cherry pick off cbt nlp hypnosis mm. tapping and fuse that all together into a very powerful 90 minute session that would rapidly transform a person's psyche belief systems neuropathways we're talking about neuroplasticity wow and getting the trains off the old tracks that they've been running on for decades and literally derailing that train and putting it on a track that is, is of your worth, is of your goals, your desires, that is a better fit for you with the clear lenses and not all the guck that had been built up on it. So we do create new neural pathways and that happens through repetition. The neural pathways is the data, the programming that we've been running on in the subconscious mind. And our subconscious has recorded everything we've ever seen, heard, experienced, tasted, felt, every conversation, energetic uh, exchange, every interaction, every sign you've driven by. Everything that has been in your awareness knowingly and unknowingly is recorded in your subconscious, which is the server. Oh, my goodness. So let's just take a second to let that marinate. Every single experience you have ever had is within you. That's right. This also, you've worked under Dr. Joe Dispenza, because while you're talking about this, this also reminds me of all the studies and everything he's yeah. done with this, which, you know, that's absolutely amazing, too. You mentioned that, that you've worked yeah. with with him. But that's just, I mean, mind-blowing. Can we actually just sit here for a second if you're in your car, if you're, if you're running <laughs> and you're outside, if you're shopping? I love listening to podcasts when I'm at the grocery store. Every single item that you are looking at on those shelves yep. is being stored within your being. Mind blown. That's so that's intense. When when we say every answer, every solution is within you, hmm. it's truth. And if you think of the collective subconscious, well, now time collapses and we have access to information 
in, so, in every corner of, yeah. of existence, right? So with the subconscious, it's processing data. It doesn't care if it's helpful or harmful. It doesn't judge the data. So it's just going to run that program over and over again. Mm. We hack that old program or old belief that you don't want, right? RTT is very specific. It's only going to address one presenting issue at a time. So I've had people come in everywhere from, yes, anxiety or depression, addiction, to money blocks, to performance mm -hmm. issues with their elite running, mm -hmm. to a tumor in their abdomen, tumor in their brain, eczema, mm -hmm. undiagnosable stomach issues. Anything that is disrupting your peace, we can replace that program and update it and upgrade your software. That's amazing. And so are you taking clients? Do you take virtual? Because oh, yeah. after this, let's be clear. Yes. Are you taking yes. clients? Yeah. So um, if you go to ascensiontogether.org, there's a button right on the homepage, schedule a discovery call. That's a free 20 to 30 minute consultation to see if RTT is a good fit for someone to flesh out what is really disrupting your peace and how you would like to see your 2.0, your, your new reality show up for you in your life. So a lot of the time, if someone says anxiety is disrupting my peace, then we, we're going to do some vision casting on, okay, what does life without anxiety look like? What does your body feel like? What does your day look like? Where is your time and energy going when it's not being consumed by anxiety? Mm. Mm. I love the way you put that, the new version, the 2.0 version yeah. of you. This, this is amazing. And this is only, we've just kind of touched the tip of the iceberg with everything that you've experienced and shared. I am so grateful that you came on and that we got to talk today and just share your love and your light and your experience. You. I really appreciate it too, because with a lot of these creations that have come with divine inspiration, let's say I, I birthed them and I let them go. You know, I, I didn't really put a lot of attachment on Ascension Diary even though I know it's powerful, I've gotten a lot of feedback messages that it was cathartic. It, it created a, a new channel for healing and transformation in people, gave them permission, like you said. But I'm not a super savvy marketer or um, I didn't go through a publisher or editor because time was of the essence and I was told to self-publish and right so so I just released it into the collective and trust that whoever it's supposed to reach it will reach amen so be it so, so I appreciate you uh, bringing that to the listeners' attention that that is an option for them. I'm excited. I'm excited Thank for you. you. I'm excited for what else is coming from this book. And I'm excited for the healing that's going to happen to the readers. So if you're looking for a book, I recommend books on here. And like I said, busy mom of three, lots going on. I could not put this down. Like Jojo said, just the wording that you use, it is so easy to read and to identify with. 
it's, you get sucked in um, to your life. You know, I felt like I was there in Boston. I felt like I was in that yeah. double decker there with you. So yeah. this is Ascension Diary, Love Letters to God and to You by Jojo Michalasic. Awesome. You, you yes. nailed it. <laughs> I yeah. said it good. You have said so much too, and you know, talking about this and just how you and I have met, and I'm excited for what the future has. And now from reading your book and um, a friend we have in common, Kristen Johnston, um, and talking about A Course in Miracles is it's been one of those things that I heard about years ago and knew it wasn't time. And then when I, the day before I finished your book, I looked up A Course in Miracles on Amazon um. and, um, and I don't even think I actually ordered it because I went back and it said like things in your cart and A Course in Miracles was in my cart and yet it showed up at my door the next day. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that I, you know, again, if we're just willing yes. it open, I'm like, okay, now is the time. So when you talk about that, but I, I really highly recommend to anybody just reading Ascension Diary. Um, there's so much goodness in here. You are beautiful and amazing. And again, I just appreciate you giving your time to us. This is Be Bougie, Be Hippie. And the premise behind that is love yourself so you can freely love others. Learn to love yourself. Learn about your higher self, your connection to God, so you can freely love others. And mm. I mean, if not you, then I don't know who. So thank you. This is thank you. Beautiful experience, everyone out there. You are loved. You are capable. Have a beautiful day. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening again. You are loved. You are enough. And I will talk to you soon.